listening to Fear, the Inth Cast. I'm JD. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Hey, we're here. We are here. The um, world hasn't ended. The world hasn't ended. Uh, it's a little different. Maybe not as colorful as it once was. <laughs> but it's still around. I thought Josh was white. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't know if everybody heard our announcement last week because it was at the end of the episode. And if you don't listen to the end, you wouldn't have heard it. But Josh, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, is going to be on hiatus from Fear the Nth Cast episodes. He uh, has a new opportunity that has taken him elsewhere. So if we can figure out how to Skype him in or something, or if he's around on the nights that we record, we'll totally have him on. But until then, it's probably just going to be me and Jason for a while. Yep. This is it. This is Take it. it all in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look at now, it. Finally, we can break these chains that Josh has had around us and kind of express <laughs> our, our... Who we really are. Yeah. Express ourselves. Our artistic liberties. Yes. Yeah. So, we're here to talk about Preacher. Hell yeah. We're season two, episode six, which I can't believe it's already been six episodes. I know. That's crazy to me. What was this episode? So-called? Sakosha? Sakosha. I believe. Sakosha. Sure. So, I mean, first impressions, I'm going to throw that out there. Since we're not going to be bringing back the what does Jason think Josh thought of the episode bit, because Josh isn't here. I just don't care anymore. (laughs) I just just don't care. Josh isn't here to confirm (laughs) or deny, so it would kind of be pointless, right? Right. Um, I think this was maybe the strongest episode of the season, Um, and I don't know about the series, but... I I felt like everything that happened in this episode is kind of wrapped up a storyline, gave us some things that we didn't know, answered some questions, and then set us up for the future. I was like, okay, this episode has a lot going on for it. Yeah. I feel like this show doesn't make you wait long or have to endure many um, episodes where you feel like, what are they getting to? Like, what's the end goal? They, I don't know. I feel like the end goal happens really quickly. Right. Especially with this whole Santa Killers thing and just how they've handled it all has been really yeah, like I'm, painless. It, I yeah. mean it took him a while to walk there, but I think it would take <laughs> it, would. It, it would take anybody a while to sure. walk there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he didn't stop for food or rest or anything. It took him it, it was a lot shorter than it may have taken most people. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Being in a supernatural killer of sorts. So yeah. but let's talk about the cold open because this is an interesting idea that I hadn't ever really considered but people trying to get money instead of like donating blood or bone marrow or or semen or whatever or freezing their eggs give us part of your soul and we will give you some money right and how do how are you finding out about this this you know company that take that harvest your soul sure (laughs) the dark web (laughs) i don't know well i think in new orleans it seemed like it was pretty common and they'd been doing it for a while because a lot of the a lot of voodoo and stuff like that but i mean who who knew that you could come and just give up 15 percent of your soul it's not too bad you think you could function without 15 percent? see i don't know i feel like i do now i feel like that would (laughs) i feel like if i took more of my soul away 15 percent is Probably all I have left. Right. 85%. That's still a B. Right. That's yeah, still yeah. a B. And I mean, and 150000 bucks, isn't that what they gave him? Yeah. For, that's not money to be sneezed at. That's, no. That's no. a lot of money no matter who you are. Right. You know? 
So just for fifteen percent of your soul, and they, they probably pay off their house, get out from under whatever sure. debt or trouble that they were in, and be fine. Yeah, but it was just great. But compared to the upcharge of a soul, what was that like? Two point seven million dollars. <laughs> right, because for fifteen percent of a soul, I think that's a steal. That's. A- <laughs> That's a good well, I mean, I think that's probably their business plan. Sure. They're like, okay, we're going to go to people who are desperate in need of money and take it from them yeah. for pennies on the dollar and then sell it at a premium. Yeah. Because we've got all of this inventory that, I mean, he's yeah. traveled around in a truck with so many souls oh, just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. But, I mean, the curing Alzheimer's with a soul. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool, but I mean, pretty I interesting. I don't understand how that works. I mean, does it when you have Alzheimer's? Does it, that, are they implying that right, you lose your soul? Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, it was like they were saying that you've lost a piece of yourself, and the soul is this fifteen percent is to kind of fill that void, I guess. But sure, uh, I mean, it's preacher, and so it's weird and inconceivable, but yeah, it's kind of funny and yeah it was cool. it was super interesting especially for the open sure and then tulip cooking breakfast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've had pancakes and i don't like plain pancakes i'm just gonna throw that out there no pancakes are not for me i'm not i would rather any day of the week put a waffle in front of me oh see i don't like waffles either oh i mean and i think the reason is is because nice crispy <sighs> what do you put on your waffle Butter and syrup. See, I don't like syrup. Oh, God. That's the problem. I'll eat a plain pancake, but a plain pancake... Turns out Jason's going to be doing (laughs) this podcast alone. I'm getting rid of JD. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's okay. I mean, I just don't like syrup. I never have. Uh, It's just not for me. And pancakes are boring by themselves. So the way Tulip was making them, throwing on candy and whipped cream, I'm like, okay, maybe I could get down on this. Um, And she's writing their names on it, which was also funny. Yeah, uh, like oh, we're, we're specializing breakfast and here. I'm glad to see Tulip is like back to normal. Tulip, she does seem to be in better spirits yeah. now yeah. that uh, the whole Victor thing not is as behind timid. Her. I don't think she knows that Victor has bit the big one and he's no longer with us. Sure, but uh, that's okay. I don't know how yeah. much that would affect her because they're divorced. Paperwork signed. Everything's kosher. Right. No big deal. Yeah. So. What did you think, though, right after that, the saint shows up with that little girl? What did I think about what? What did you think of the saint just going through the apartments and just... <laughs> I mean, it's... um, I don't know. It seemed like he showed a little restraint with the girl. It's like anyone who helps him, even slightly, and I think they, they, they stay alive. He had a little girl, but that goes against him having a soul. Right, right. That's not the soul part. It's like... Them doing him a favor right. is what makes them live. I guess that's probably true. I think he definitely would have killed that girl if she wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, if she'd have held out on him, she'd have been. Yeah. He would have. So she didn't remember, or maybe she was just afraid and wanted the op- opportunity to get away. Perhaps mm-hmm. she's like, I think it's that one at the end of the hall, which wasn't right. Right, which doomed those poor souls in there. <laughs> a lot of them. A lot of the people. <laughs> he yeah. crushed that one dude's hand. Oh my god! In the ground, the gun. I know. Oh. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. And then firing the bullet through all of the walls. <laughs> and yeah. Jesse. That I mean, that was a hint for Jesse. Yeah. But then I don't know why he decided after that to switch to the saber. 
Oh, he's just more brutal. <laughs> he just changes his mind. You know, every once in a while he's like, eh, tired of shooting people. Do you want to know why I use a knife? Right. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I thought it was a cool scene where uh, Jesse gets up and he opens the refrigerator kind of slow and he's like, there's a bullet hole in this. <laughs> he, he opens the, what was that, yogurt? Yeah. He opens that up and then grabs a spoon. <laughs> it's just kind of like digging around. And it's boiling. Rain, <laughs> boiling bullet in yeah. there. And that bullet's going to come in handy later. Um, but they get out and they decide, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go to the library to research yeah. what's going on here. And so there was something that happened in this scene that I kind of want to talk about. Um, and something earlier in the episode... When Tulip wrote Cassidy's name on the uh, pancakes, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, she spelled it C-A-S-S-D-E-E. And then when they're at the library, Jesse and, uh, I can't think of his name right now, uh, the other guy. Cassidy? Cassidy. You just I know. That's why I'm like, I can't, what, what is going on? Because I, I spelled it wrong. I spelled it wrong. Cassidy are reading a book and Tulip listens to one on tape. So, yeah. yeah. Here's my thought and I want to know. Do you okay. think she can read? <laughs> That's interesting. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Because I I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, cuz she said it's still the book and they I don't know sure she had the best education. I don't I'm not but there's always seemed like Jesse has a seemed to be better than her and think right. that he's better than her and more educated because he she's an O'Hare and he's a Custer. Yeah. And I I just was thinking about that. Like, well, maybe she just doesn't know how to read. That's funny. No, that makes sense. That's really cool. So, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they'll prove me wrong later in the show, but it was just something that I was thinking about. I think that that, those are the kind of things that we've already started seeing in the show that are really like subtle things that are character builders, but they're not really like spoon-fed character Mm -hmm. builders. And so... Without even really acknowledging it or knowing it, you're finding out more about the character and understanding more of their characteristics and their history just based on watching it. And I thought that scene was so awesome of the way that they learned about the Saint of Killers with like her listening to it in the book on tape and then the comics and the Saint of Killers comic was like the actual Saint of Killers comic that you see in The Preacher. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome to kind of hear about his story. And you know, when you hear tall tales and folk tales, it's it's not it's supposed to be just that. Like, oh, this is a mythical character that we don't really know about, but we know that this dude is real. Yeah. And there's really no other way I could imagine them talking about it or bringing it up or telling the backstory other than, you know, the way that they did it. I think that was really Really cool, really unique. Yeah, and an homage to the comics and to the source yeah. material, which yeah. I thought was was interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cassidy, though, he's like, sum it up, he's not a very nice person. <laughs> or whatever he yeah. said. <laughs> it's yeah. like, thank you. Thank, wow, Cassidy. It's, right. it's amazing what you've been able to deduce from all of your research and your yep. hours of learning. But, okay, so where are they at after that? So then... Then Cassidy remembers that Dennis is still at the apartment. Right. <laughs> Which was hilarious. He's like, oh, shite. So he's like, oh, shite, I forgot about Dennis. <laughs> right. And so they call, and he's already there. 
Yeah. He's waiting there for Preacher, and Dennis shows up, and he's yelling at him, don't go in there. Don't do it. Yeah. Problem. 911. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. This is <laughs> bad. Run right. away. Yeah. And then, so Preacher kind of, he talks to the saint and uses uses Genesis to, doesn't really use Genesis. It's like, that was the way he could get his attention to say, well, because he was using Genesis, He's like drawn into that power, right? So, well, and, and using it over the phone—that's how the preacher knew, and preacher was able to cut a deal with him. And this is interesting because this is another thing that we learned from our research: is that what sets the saint apart and the reason that Jesse probably can't control him is because he doesn't have a soul, right? After what happened to his wife and his daughter, I mean, he probably he was barely had a soul because of all the people he killed in the war. But when his Wife and daughter shattered into a million right, pieces. Right, wife and daughter just the way they died because he went for medicine and got into some trouble. Remember, his horse got right. shot and he had to walk back. Maybe he could have made it or whatever, but maybe not. Who knows? It's hypothetical. But then his soul's just gone. Yeah. And so Jesse's like, "Okay, I can get you a soul." So it, this brings up a lot of questions. Like, how does Jesse know about right. all this? Exactly. Um. I can only guess it's because of time he spent in New Orleans before, mm-hmm. or you know, especially the by the fact that he knew like what shop to go to, mm-hmm. and the shop is like uh, we're out of business because this one company is putting us out of business, right? You know. Well, did you hear what he called himself when he was at the shop? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Would you remember the last what name did he, he used? Call himself? Jesse Langel. Oh. And that's comics. Um, so that's kind of setting up. We talked about Angelville before on the show, yeah. right? So that's kind of setting up Jesse's backstory and why his backstory in the comic is very different than what you might think it is. Mm-hmm. And Langel is a name that has a lot of weight in that world right. and has a lot of weight in Jesse's life, the tattoos and the people that yeah. you remember coming after his dad. So I'm like, okay, okay. I like what they're doing here because cool. they're going back to the comic and maybe that'll actually happen. Cause when that happens, you you think you've seen some crazy shit, <laughs> some messed up shit with yeah. the long gels. That's cool. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, I love that. I love, yeah, I guess, it's one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast specifically is because I'm really loving the show. And then just with you having read the comic and mm-hmm. yeah. So put the pieces together. So Jesse, I mean, like you said, they didn't have any inventory anymore, no more souls. Um, but they, as luck would have it, the, what was the name of that? Soul Happy Go-Go or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Soul Happy Go-Go truck was right outside. And Jesse... Because they always get their boudin from well, across the street. If they have good boudin balls. Oh, man. God, boudin balls. Boudin. I could eat boudin balls anytime. If you're hearing that word boudin and you don't know what it is... Google. Well, yeah, and we, we feel sorry for you. Yeah. So... <laughs> That whole scene cracked me up. He's yeah. calling Tulip, and Tulip just freaking out. <laughs> She's like, "Are you almost there?" Because yeah, I feel yeah. like he might kill us, right? And she's, and he's like, "I got it. It'll be okay." Yeah. Um, but you know how to break into an armored truck? <laughs> she's like, "What do you need to break into an armored truck?" So she teaches him. She tells him how to make a fertilizer bomb, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. He's just going through the the hardware store, getting all the shit he needs, right? 
<laughs> don't read don't don't pay attention at home kids fertilizer bombs are a bad idea <laughs> right if you put that on like a normal car door it would be way more effective sure. than it was on that armor, that armor plating yeah so that was cool so put it on the back it blows up no one even knows what happens it's just right. like huge explosion they just keep driving but the cops were right there and they saw the explosion yeah <laughs> so that whole chain of events was hilarious. It was just like him calling her, like being in a hurry, but not in a hurry. Like, that was, I just, I love that, like his composure, the way he, like, kind of keeps himself chill. Right. And it's a very serious situation. Yeah, and it's like they, life and death. And they throw so much humor yeah. in it. And Jesse's like, oh, I've got it. It's fine. Yeah. Don't even worry, babe. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> Which is. It was funny. So he gets in the truck and he's talking to the dude. Apparently, roughed him up a little bit, and they have no matches for his soul, for the soul that right. they need. No matches at all. Not even his own soul, or right. like the driver's the, the soul. text, or yeah, the text. And then Jesse's like, "Okay, test mine." <laughs> and of course, it's a match. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Because he's a cowboy, right? <laughs> Jesse and murder. Jesse cowboy. and the saint of killers are kind of cut from the same cloth, right? And I mean, and which could, was cool. That was a cool, like, little look into who Jesse is and everything that he's done. Yeah. I mean, the conversation he was having earlier with the Saint when they were watching TV and just, it was, it was really kind of crazy that they were just having like a normal conversation, no animosity. It was kind of like almost equal. <laughs> the Saint was like, what is that? It's a TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that's an actor. <laughs> it was like X Men. Uh, he was like explaining all of it really quickly. What are you doing? Learning. Learning. God. Oh God, Apocalypse. <laughs> We're terrible. Uh, I watched that yesterday for the first time. Why? I needed to say I saw it. Okay. Yeah. So of course he's a match, and then okay, what? What's the minimum that I can give? One percent. You won't even miss it. Which is what he told the dude what, before, right? And. I just, I feel like that's going to come back to bite us later, Jesse for sure. Like, and I think it even bites him later in this episode. Sure. Um, so he gets the one percent. He's going up the stairs, and the saints like, "Hey, it's six o'clock time, dying time." Oh no! <laughs> Pulls out the saber, Cassidy. Oh, dude, that was so oh, nasty. God. I was just like holding my hands, just like ah shit. It's like that that moment whenever you see somebody get like something in their eye or their eye cut or oh something. god oh god, oh, god. stop Just makes make sure it's like when, when you're watching Jackass and they're like paper cutting oh, their their lips or in between their toes oh I know I was oh, like god. no don't oh, do it so don't terrible. do it okay um, yeah so he cuts all of his <laughs> and we we haven't even talked about the Cassidy Dennis do we want to talk about that now oh yeah, yeah before yeah, we, we get to the preacher yeah. so tulip I mean. Tulip goes to talk to the saint because Dennis is sick. He's very sick. He needs his medicine. He's not doing well. And she's trying to, from what they've learned about the the cowboy, they're like, hey, we know that you had this whole kind of situation happen to you with not being able to get medicine to your wife and your child. So he needs medicine. Will you let him go? You can keep me. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Uh, he, of course, says no. But then we get a revelation about who Dennis is. And we've been kind of speculating you know josh thought that he was a fellow vampire for a long time like oh maybe it's another french vampire and that um that's what i thought for a little while i thought that too just because of the way he looked and then tulip's like that's your uncle or your dad or something and nope that's a son which is just 
crazy. crazy. You forget how old Cassidy is yeah. and how long he's been around. And Well, I think just the fact that, like, he can't even communicate with his son, like... He speaks French. Cassidy doesn't know French. I mean, it's it's a testament to what kind of father Cassidy obviously was, right? And Cassidy even said he's like, you know, I've had all this time because Dennis has to be 60s, 70s. Yeah, I've had all this time to learn French. Never did. Yeah. Never did it. Yeah. And it, the moment earlier in the episode where he's trying to help Dennis tie his shoes, you're like, oh my god, he's it's like his dad trying to tie yeah. his son's shoes. Can yeah. you imagine watching your kids grow old? God. It's it's a terrible thought. Yeah, and I think that adds more to Cassidy's character. I mean, I couldn't imagine having to watch people around me grow old all the time. And yeah. and you say the same. And nothing's going to hurt you, but like you fathered kids and who he maybe has more kids out around the world and you know, has nothing to do no, with them. It's, it's something that's like making a lot of sense to me now that my wife is pregnant, you know. Right. Oh yeah. So it's like all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh shit." Like it's already happening really fast. Like the whole process of pregnancy is—it's way faster than you think fast. it is. Oh yeah! Holy shit! We're almost halfway through. Yeah, you already know the gender yeah. and everything. Yeah, start playing in ahead. It's crazy. It is nuts. So, but I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, watching your kids grow old, get sick, die. That's, yeah, I couldn't. And nuts. as a father, I could understand why maybe you wouldn't. I, I, let me rephrase. I would still want to be part of my kid's life and always know them. And you know, sure. he would take that pain just to have the moments of happiness. But he has a lot of shame. Yeah. So and it's I, hard to face shame whenever it's Coleman. Like whenever you let shame stack up and stack up, it gets even harder to face it. Right. <laughs> you know? And I think seeing Jesse and Tulip, it, it maybe has had some effect on him. Like, you know what? There's no, there's no reason all this other bullshit isn't enough for me to not be around the people that I love and take care of the people that I care about, which yeah. are my kids. Okay. So, which is, yeah, I just want to go back to like, it just being a cool situation because whenever I saw him and Dennis interacting towards the beginning, I was like, why, why is this dude chill with like him being at his place Yeah, and, you know, being in the way and bringing people. It was just, I don't know the whole situation. Yeah. It was it's just kind of funny. It's like the way Dennis, reacted and acted the whole time was kind of based on a son who's pissed at his dad and was like can't say no i guess right yeah because you're my dad but yeah whatever if you understood <laughs> french you'd understand yeah. that i'm not saying anything <laughs> nice yeah so jesse gets there like a minute late cassidy's fingers are all cut off and jesse walks in he's like i got it it's right here and gives it to him in an edible yeah <laughs> Makes a soul into a pill. And the deal that he had made with the saint was that I'll give you the soul and then I'll send you to heaven to be with your wife mm -hmm. and kid, wife and child, and you leave us alone. And the saint was going to make that deal. Yep. But Jesse, being the vindictive, oh. terrible person that he is, it's like, what? Which <laughs> no, no, exactly no. shows why his soul and the saint's soul matched up. Yeah. Because that was brutal. But now the saint has a soul. Even though it's only 1% of a soul, he still has yeah. some soul in him. And Jesse can control him. And he takes full advantage. <sighs> Get on your knees. Disarm. Put the saber down. Shut your mouth. And then he says, I'm going to send you to hell where you belong. Mm -hmm. And the saint's like, no, no. Well, go ahead. Send yeah. me to hell. Because if you go, if I go to hell, you go to hell too. Because my my soul is your soul. Yeah, I got your soul now. 
which is crazy to think about. Like, yeah. Because what if the saint dies? Does that mean that Jesse dies? I mean, because right, we- it's a weird link that we have to worry about now. It's like it wasn't. It felt like a solution to a problem, but it only created more problems. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't fully <laughs> think like, it through, and he oh, he probably should know better. But I think this part of a soul thing is different for them because it made it sound like before, like they would take the whole soul. Yeah, and, and the the go go people have figured out a technology to only take part of a soul, <laughs> so that complicates things because now you've got people out there sharing souls. You know, like four or five people could have the same soul. Yeah, and if one thing happens to one of them, what happens to the rest of them? Sure. It's crazy. Which I'm sure we'll find out that. Yeah, I think it's going to. Soon. But. Ish. So Jesse then, of course, takes the saint. And he's like, all right, I'm going to throw you in this armor truck, drive it into the river since you can't die. And maybe the saint can't die, but he can't die, supposedly. Who knows? I had issue with that. What was your issue? I don't know. I feel like if you can then, since they have a soul control that person and can the saint die can he, is he still i don't think so invincible? i don't think he can die yeah. yeah so why not make him just walk out into the swamp and stop right <laughs> you know just like go out like i don't know i feel like there's a lot of pieces there so now there's a truck and the truck is big and someone's gonna find the truck sure dig it up and then the saint's there right and we we don't know the extent of Jesse's power, like how long it lasts or whatever, but I feel like, because we saw in the first, we said, show your mom your heart. I mean, the dude flew across the state yeah. of Texas and, and it had to be hours later, cut his heart out in front of his mother, you know? Yeah. So I feel like his power's pretty powerful. Uh, it seems endless to me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like we'll get some clarification on that. And I, I think we need yeah. to, but is. The saint isn't as big of a problem as he was before, because now Jesse can control him, yeah. and that's all you really need to get For the time to, being. to stop yeah. killing you, is just, hey, stop. And I think what we got from this episode was um, understanding that there will be, all right, we're going to continue searching for God, there's going to be some different bad guys, we're going to give the Santa yeah. Killers a break. Here's Stars next. He will be back. Santa Killers will be back. That's very obvious, but yeah. we're putting him away for a little while. It's yeah. like they're literally just locking him away in a closet, right. and he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. He was resting in a coffin yeah. before. Now he's just in a truck. Right. And then the interesting thing, at the beginning of the episode, we see Jesse after he showers in the mirror. He's all smiley and bubbly and happy. And then he gives 1% of his soul. And when he looks in the mirror, he's like, very melancholy yeah. and sullen. And I mean, I don't know if that has something to do with his soul being gone or of the realization, like now I share my soul with the saint of killers and it's probably not a good thing, but it's different. What it, from the beginning of the oh, episode yeah. to the end of the episode, Contrast. a lot has changed. Yeah, I agree. And I think we'll start to, yeah, feel that a little bit, maybe with how he, he treats, you know, Tulip and Cassidy, right? Just, his general demeanor. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It will be. It was a good episode. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. It, a lot of people are saying they loved it too, so I really hope that everybody listening enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you can let us know. Yeah, you can hit us up on Twitter at FearInthCast. You could send us an email, fear at com, or you can always check out our website, uh, fearinthcast.com. Everything is going to be there. If you want to support us on our Patreon, we don't talk about it very much, but we do have a Patreon set up, and uh, 
some benefits for people that give to our show and makes you kind of a bigger part of the production. So just check it that out there. Patreon.com slash fear in the cast. Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it too. So we'll be back next week with more preacher. Um, we are going to talk about the season eight preview of walking dead that dropped at comic con. And then the uh, second half of fear, the walking dead trailer that dropped as well. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. So be sure and stay tuned to our channel. Subscribe if you're not subscribed so that you don't miss any of that. And in the meantime, fight the dead. Fear the nth cast.